It's time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Good day, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network program that brings you all the latest news from the realm of Arizona State Sun Devil Athletics and features ASU Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and your host for our weekly get-togethers. Ray, good to visit with you once again for reasons that we will explore in mere moments. I know this has been a difficult couple of days for you. Uh, good day to you as well, Tim, and certainly good day to our fans. Uh, and you know we're, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, kind of a day and a half after we had to make some changes. So uh, while it's true it's been a, a tough couple of days, uh, it was necessary to endure those so we can set ourselves up for better days ahead. So we'll talk a little bit about that as we are able, uh, but excited uh, to be certainly in football uh, kind of with a, a reset and hopefully a freshness uh, that will inspire everyone. We will have a pair of guests on our show this week, as we generally do. Sun Devil head men's women's uh, men's and women's swimming coach Bob Bowman will drop by for a visit to preview his team's upcoming season. And also with us this week, a former ASU swimming great, Caitlin Andrew, who will be one of seven former Sun Devil student-athletes who will be inducted into the ASU Sports Hall of Fame next month. The big news, though, in Sun Devil Athletics this past week, as Ray referenced, an in-season change in the leadership of the Sun Devil football program following a hugely disappointing 30-21 loss at home to Eastern Michigan this past Saturday night. Herm Edwards' tenure as Sun Devil head football coach came to an end after four seasons and three games into a fifth season at Arizona State. Coach Edwards relinquished his duties this past Sunday in what you described, Ray, as a mutual parting of the way. Share with us, if you would, your overview on this situation, this development, and the factors that, uh, in your mind, necessitated a change in leadership of your football program at this time. Well, Tim, you always have to uh, evaluate and always are evaluating. It's not like you make decisions uh, like instantaneously. Uh, And so uh, in my position, you have to be thinking, Uh, uh, in advance about what are the various options, what are the various scenarios you might face. And certainly one was I wanted to see uh, early in this season uh, significant improvement, uh, particularly in uh, the leadership, uh, in the discipline, in the cohesiveness, uh, in the preparation, uh, and then in how you perform in big moments when, big, when the lights are brightest and the opportunities are there for the taking. Uh, and we had some, some serious uh, uh, flaws in being able to do that. Uh, uh, the first game uh, was one thing, but how we finished the Oklahoma State game was very disappointing. Uh, so I really was looking for a significant bounce back uh, across the board, particularly at home, against an opponent that, very frankly, I think everyone expected us to be able to handle on our own home turf, uh, and we didn't get anywhere near close to performing at a high enough level to succeed. Uh, And that's my responsibility to say, 
is there hope? Are we going to turn this around? And very frankly, after seeing that performance, uh, I had some severe doubts as to whether we could get better. And so a decision needed to be made then, not later, then, because that's our preseason. We had just finished our preseason. Our regular season, nine games in the Pac-12 was upon us. Uh, and we could not afford to put that at risk based on what I saw in the first three weeks. I think you just answered my next question, but this is Arizona State's uh, first in-season football coaching change since the late, great Frank Cush was fired in early October of 1979. Uh, what made you determine that now was the time that this change needed to be made? Because I didn't see enough progress over from the end of last season until these first three games uh, to convince me. And, and, and believe me, this was this was my call. Uh, I got full uh, 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 buy-in and support from President Crow, but this was my call, uh, and it was because it's my responsibility. Uh, and I do know football, and I do know team, and I do know collaboration, and I know discipline. And so when I didn't see it materialize, even with one of my best friends, it was hurtful, but it was necessary because our, our responsibilities are to our student athletes, our community, uh, our university, and our fans and alum who uh, donate and pay really significant money to have representation. And we weren't delivering, Tim. And it came down to that, that we needed fresh, urgent energy uh, particularly with the way college uh, football in particular in uh, all the things that you got to deal with and all the things that are impacting and maybe distracting your players and coaches, you, you got to be able to deal with that. And we weren't dealing with that uh, at a level that would, in my view, lead us to additional wins this year that were going to be very important. Coach Edwards leaves ASU with a record of 26 and 20 never having had a losing season in his four full years here, posting two of Arizona State's 15 all-time eight-win or more seasons in Pac-12 play. He also led the programs to three bowl games, winning one and was undefeated 4-0 against the University of Arizona. Ray, how would you summarize the Herm Edwards era of Sun Devil football? Uh, It was almost status quo. Uh, uh, Certainly some folks don't recall that when we uh, made the change uh, with the prior head coach, Todd Graham, the time we made it, he was 18 and 20, uh, and we were trending down. Herm's, what, 26 and uh, 20? Uh, And very frankly, we we had leveled off and looked like we were trending down. That's just not good enough. Uh, We tried a new model, uh, Tim, as you may recall, Uh, back in 2018 because the four previous models, which were the traditional uh, college model, very frankly, had all been with coaches who only lasted five or six years uh, and and, and didn't have a lot of great success other than one year, two years where we had 10 wins in a row. But you and I have pointed out we hadn't been to the Rose Bowl since 1997. Uh, We hadn't recruited well in California in a long time. The four regimes before Herm were all kind of the same. Vanilla, middle of the pack. So I thought it was an opportunity to change the model, do something different here uh, uh, that could maybe shake us up. Uh, And so I don't regret trying something new, changing to try to get better. 
at the end of the day, it did not materialize. And I'm kind of the no excuses, no explanation type of person. Uh, but COVID in that whole period of time did us no favors whatsoever. Uh, and very frankly, probably set us back significantly. But that's not a, no excuse because COVID affected everybody. We did not make enough strides with the new model that I anticipated. Uh, and so it was time for a change. We'll try something else. I was interested to hear you say at your Sunday press conference that uh, even in announcing this change, you felt as though the football program is in a better place now than it was when Herm took over in December of 2017. What factors into your feeling about that? Well, certainly, I think there's a, a better overall culture. There's a, a better belief system. Uh, and certainly there's a, a higher focus and concentration uh, on the academics, which I happen to think is very important, uh, to be sure. Uh, and I think there's been some strides in training and development that we didn't have here before. Uh, and so I think we're in better shape, but we're not in significantly enough better shape after four and a half years, remember we had the truncated year, only played four games in one season. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding that, there was enough body of work for me to be able to make a judgment on that. We probably peaked out with this model and unfortunately under this leadership, and it's time to make a change and we'll figure out what makes the most sense in terms of our way forward. And what kind of place do you think Herm is right now? You're judged on, you know, your conversations with him after the game Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, uh, this being Tuesday, as you said, that we record the show. I was at your uh, football post-practice interviews today with uh, defensive coordinator Donnie Henderson and some players. And Donnie was saying that he felt he has talked to Herm recently and said Herm is in a good place and accepting all of this like the pro that he is. Uh, what's your sense of where Herm is at right now? No, I think Donnie has talked with Herm and has a good uh, feel for him, has known him a long time. Uh, I think uh, Herm is relieved. He's relieved. This, this experience here, and particularly with the last year and a half, uh, and then with all the changes brought on by NIL uh, and the transfer portal uh, and conference realignment and all those distractions that – seep into your football culture and into your team and with your coaches. Uh, uh, Herm, that, that's a lot. And, and I think it, it, the, the world, since Herm came here, the college landscape has changed so much that it, it's a lot for any head coach to deal with. Uh, and then you throw on top of that, very frankly, you know, the cloud of the investigation and, 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 and the responsibility that goes with that. Uh, Herm feels really badly about uh, uh, the reputational damage, uh, deserved or not, that has been done to the program. And very frankly, to myself and Dr. Crow, uh, a lot of it based on stuff that still is to be determined. But he, he carried all that for the last year and a half because he is a decent human being who cares deeply beyond himself. All that put together, uh, Tim, was a very heavy weight. And I think he is glad, very frankly, to have that weight lifted off his shoulders and turn the baton over, particularly uh, pleased that uh, we selected Sean Aguano for the opportunity. So that's yeah. a long way of saying uh, while he is disappointed, uh, and certainly uh, to a degree 
heartbroken with how this ended, he is nevertheless, nevertheless relieved for his own health and, and, and well-being, his family's health and well-being, uh, and hopefully the well-being of the program going forward. Well, you lead me into the next question as well. And uh, at the same time that you announced that Coach Edwards was stepping down, you also promoted fourth-year running backs coach Sean Aguano to the position of interim head coach uh, before coming to ASU. I think most of our fans know that Sean was a hugely successful high school coach at Chandler High School here in the East Valley, 18 years there, 10 as offensive coordinator, and then eight as the head coach of the Chandler Wolves, during which time... He won four state championships in eight years, and those four state titles came in a five-year period. Uh, Specifically, Ray, what attributes does Sean Aguano possess that made him your choice to lead the team the rest of the year? And what do you hope and expect that Sean will bring to this program? Uh, Experience leadership uh, at an elite high school level right here in Arizona. Uh, uh, that was was touted and appropriately respected. Uh, again, uh, Tim, a responsibility for any leader, and certainly uh, in in my role, is you're always thinking at some level about succession planning. You're always thinking about potential scenarios that might present themselves. Uh, so, Sean Aguano wasn't some short term. Oh, this makes the most sense type of uh, analysis. Uh, Sean's been here. He's done a great job with this position group. Uh, if you see him and how he interacts uh, uh, anywhere uh, around the program, but certainly with his players out on the field, you could instantly detect that this guy's been there in terms of leadership and being able to deal uh, with players and communicate and do it very confidently, very articulately. So, Sean, very frankly, was one that had been identified that if ever we needed uh, a, a change at this time during this season coming up, kind of already been identified, uh, Tim, for all those qualities we talked about. Unfortunately, we had to execute on that plan. But fortunately yeah. for Sean, it's a marvelous opportunity uh, for him, and I think he is uh, taking it. Uh, and is ready to be uh, very, very uh, productive in his opportunity. I really believe that. Well, not only, I should have mentioned in his qualifications, not only his great success at Chandler High School, but think about this. This is this is his fourth year. Uh, you know, he was up until now the running backs coach at Arizona State, and in two of his first three years, he mentored 1,000-yard rushers, Eno Benjamin in 2019 and Rashad White a year ago. And the one season he didn't have 1,000-yard rushers because Arizona State only played four games due to COVID. And, Ray, I do know that uh, uh, his first practice uh, today, this being Tuesday as we record, was a very energetic, fast-moving practice. Uh, all the observers at practice noted how, well, how much the tempo of uh, the play and the practice had picked up. And also they noticed an increased physicality in the uh, team's first practice under Coach Iguano. Yes, and I was out there for the early part of practice, and Gene Boyd reported back that uh, the, the, the urgency and the, the energy is immediate. Uh, and that's what we needed. And Coach Iguano made it very clear uh, to his players and his coaches, uh, the temple uh, and the... Uh, urgency and the physicality uh, is going are going to be elevated uh, 
because that's what we got to do on Saturdays. Uh, and that's what the expectations are. Uh, and so I think you're seeing that fresh set of eyes and ears uh, and uh, uh, determination brought immediately from Sean. He's different. He said, he told the player, it's going to be different, uh, but it's, it's going competitive and, and, and everyone's in, expected to buy in and tie in because there's going to be accountability and there's going to be discipline uh, at uh, an increased level than what you've been used to here. And that's part of why he's the guy. And very frankly, Tim, that's part of why we needed to change. We needed that infusion of excitement and energy. Uh, and that's what we're hoping. And it, at least from the first practice, as I understand it, uh, he delivered on that. Yes, he did. Well, this is basically a three-part story. The uh, stepping down of Herm Edwards as head coach by mutual agreement, the promotion of Sean Aguano as uh, the interim head coach, and Ray, the third piece of this puzzle, obviously, will be the search for a new permanent head coach at Arizona State. Uh, what can you tell us about the search in terms of how it will be conducted and what qualities will you be seeking in the new permanent head coach of the Sun Devils? Yeah, well, as I said, we haven't determined per se uh, what our search process will be. Uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, this is very early <laughs> in the season, uh, and so there is no rush to uh, make a particular decision. There's no rush to judgment, if you will. Uh, certainly uh, uh, enthusiasm, very frankly, more modern-day uh, understanding uh, of analytics, how uh, uh, these young people respond, what it is that uh, kind of really gets to them and connects with them. Uh, we will be looking for uh, a coach who has that enthusiasm to deal with all that and then the skill sets to actually uh, execute on that. Uh, I'm certainly hoping and anticipating uh, that Sean Oguano will be one of our viable candidates uh, when we begin the process in earnest. Uh, but it will be a, 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 an exhaustive search, Tim. Uh, we're going to look at a variety uh, of candidates from a variety of places, uh, and it's to be determined. Uh, I suggested in my, uh, my press availability comments that this is going to be a very highly coveted uh, position. Uh, and from all of the inquiries and packets of information and phone calls and texts from agents and search firms, that has already been confirmed. Uh, so I'm not uh, at all concerned uh, that folks are going to hesitate uh, to put their hat in the ring and want to be considered for this position under any circumstances. Well, the departure of head coach Herm Edwards is clearly the big story, but it's not the only story in Sun Devil Athletics this week. It was a good weekend for Sun Devil soccer and cross country, a good weekend for Arizona State golfer Riggs Johnston. While this coming weekend, Sun Devil swimming and diving begins its 2022-2023 season with its annual maroon and gold meet. And coming up, we'll get the lowdown on Sun Devil swimming from Arizona State's head coach, Bob Bowman. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. 
This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone. No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. We continue now with the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, Arizona State's radio play-by-play broadcaster, along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, and we're glad you joined us this week. His Sun Devil men's team finished sixth in last March NCAA Championships, the program's best finish in 40 years, and featured a young Frenchman who had, without question, one of the greatest freshman seasons any Arizona State student-athlete in any sport has ever had. The ASU women return a solid mix of uh, talent and youth, and for good measure, the diving program is fully stocked with talent once again. No wonder there's a lot of optimism over the Arizona State men's and women's swimming and diving teams as we enter the 2022-2023 season, which gets underway this Friday, September 23rd, with the annual Maroon and Gold Meet at the Mona Plummer Aquatic Center on campus. Here with us this week to preview his Sun Devil team, eighth-year Arizona State head swimming coach Bob Bowman. Always great to catch up with you, Bob. How have you been? Been great, Tim. Uh, Great summer for us and great season last year, and we're looking forward to the upcoming season. Boy, indeed. In fact, as I was uh, introducing you reading that script, I was getting jacked up myself for the start of the season. I can't imagine... How excited you must be to get your team back in the pool. What's your overview on this season coming up for your squads? The overview is that uh, we have the talent now to really contend with the top teams in the country. Uh, And on the men's side, we have really no holes. Uh, We've covered every event and some in a world-class level, most definitely the rest at a national level, we're competitive. So we're very excited about that. The women, we're bringing in talent now where we can move into the top 15, which is our immediate goal, and start to be relevant on the national scene again. So when we add diving to those, which we didn't have for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a good mix. 
Indeed it is. And of course, really any conversation about Sun Devil swimming, I think, has to start with uh, now sophomore Leon Marchand coming off a freshman season every bit as good, as I mentioned in the lead, as some of the all-time great student-athletes at Arizona State, from Barry Bonds to Phil Mickelson, from James Harden to Terrell Suggs. I mean, just look at what Leon did last year. He was the Pac-12, not only freshman swimmer of the year, but he was the overall men's swimmer of the year in the conference, the NCAA champion in the 200 IM and the 200 breaststroke, and he set an NCAA record in the 200 IM at the championships in March. He set ASU individual records in three individual and four relay events. And Bob, he had a good summer in June. He was named swimmer of the meet at the FINA World Championships after he won the 200 and 400 IM there. In what ways is he even getting better? In what ways is he continuing to impress you? Well, Leon, number one, knows what it takes to succeed and, and is willing to work to do it. And he has big goals. Uh, he came very close to breaking Michael Phelps' world record in the 400 IM, which no one has ever been close to except for him, uh, a couple of tenths of a second. So he, he has that as a strong goal, and if he does that, he'll certainly contend for medals in Paris. So I think he's working on that level. Uh, he also got his first taste of what it's like to swim in the NCAA, and now he's got some experience. So I think if you combine what he did this summer with what he got last spring in the NCAAs and the Pac-12s, he's just a much more seasoned swimmer. You mentioned uh, just a moment ago that name, the hallowed name in swimming. You, of course, coached arguably the greatest swimmer of all time in Michael Phelps. Are there any of Michael's qualities as a swimmer in or out of the pool that uh, in which you see some similarities with Leon? Oh, yeah, 100%. Leon is able to take feedback and change that, make changes right away. Right. So if you ask him to do something differently, he'll make the change immediately because he knows that's going to help him get better. Uh, very few people are like that. They take a long time or they don't get it at all. So he definitely has that quality. Another swimmer who had a great summer is Australian David Schlicht, who was selected to compete for the Australian World Championship team at the World Short Course Championships. Talk about David's growth, uh, growth and development since he arrived in Tempe. Well, we're really excited about David. He transferred last year from University of Arizona to us. Uh, and had a very rough year. He was sick most of the year and never really overcame it. So he got healthy in the spring, was able to go to NC2As, although he didn't do that well, but turned that into a fantastic summer where he really became a world-class swimmer. So we're super excited to have him back and to have him start this season really at the top of his game because he's going to be a major player at NC2As for us. You've added several new transfers, including one from another Pac-12 rival, USC, Daniel Matheson, who was the one-time number one swimming recruit in the state of Arizona from Peoria, Sunrise Mountain High School, one of 24 newcomers in your program this year. What kind of impact do you expect Daniel to have on your program? I think Daniel's going to have an immediate impact. He was highly ranked as a recruit. I think he was number five nationally. So, uh, after one year at USC, he's gonna, he came in when trained with us this summer, had an amazing summer, much improvement in the long course meters. And we're very excited because he's a distance swimmer, and that's an area that we really needed some help in. So I think he's going to make the team much better. You mentioned that your men's program really has no holes now. I think one area where you perhaps were seeking some improvement uh, from last year was in the backstroke. And you go out and you get a swimmer from Division Three Ithaca, Jack Wadsworth, 
who set the Division Three record in the 100 backstroke at Ithaca. What can he bring to your squad? Obviously, he seems to fill a hole that you had in your uh, rotation last year. He does. You know, when you ever get a national record holder, we're, we're very happy to have those. And he's just beginning his journey in swimming, too. I think uh, as he's just been here for like the last six weeks, you've seen him improve leaps and bounds. So I'm very excited about what he's going to bring to the table. Your women's team has a lot of talent as well, including junior Lindsay Looney, who was selected to the USA Swimming National Team and was the national runner-up this past summer in the 200 fly. What has excited you about uh, Lindsay's uh, progression and development over the last few months? Well, what I really love about Lindsay is she doesn't stop, right? She got she was two spots away from the Olympic team a year ago in 2021 and then just got back to work and was much faster this summer and continued her rise. Uh, I think she has some big goals for the next couple of years. And the first step along that way is to do something serious at NC2As this year. So we're excited for her and, you know, just keep challenging her. That's what she likes. She likes to be challenged, and she's somebody who uh, never backs down. So we love those. Among the new faces in the women's program is a freshman from Latvia, Yeva Maluka, who has competed in the World Championships as well as at the Tokyo Olympics. What do you see as her potential as she begins her Arizona State career? Yeva has tremendous potential because I think there's a lot of untapped ability there. Uh, she can swim any event, which we really love because she can you know, do a lot of things for us. But mm-hmm. I don't think she's even come close to what she can do in training or has ever been in an environment like she's in now where she's challenged daily to uh, do some of the things that we do in training. So I'm very excited about her. And she's going to help all of our relays, which is a real area where we want to improve on the women's side because that's where the points are. So we're going to really be glad she's here. It must please you, Bob, to have uh, your diving program restocked with talent for the first time, I think, since uh, the 2018-19 season. And now is under the direction of a former Sun Devil, great and three-time All-American diver, Mark Briggs. Uh, What's your outlook for the diving part of your uh, program? Mark has done a great job rebuilding our program. We've got two women this year, and we've got four men. So uh, they've been training really well. They all have ability. And they're just going to add to everything that we already got going. So now we can have the complete package when we go into Pac-12s and NCAAs. I guess my guess is, Bob, that you've set the bar pretty high for your teams in terms of your expectation and hopes this coming season. Uh, what, What do you expect? What do you hope for this team? Well, what we hope for is improvement, right? That's what we want. And if our men's team improves off a sixth place finish, we're going to be in the conversation at the top of the sport, which is where we want to be. The women, we need to improve off of, you know, I think they were 25th. So we need to get back up in the middle pack of that 15th, maybe a little higher. And then we have an outstanding women's class coming in next year that we've already recruited. And that'll help us get in the top 10, which is where we want to be. We want to consistently be there with both programs. And in my mind, we want to be in the top five. That way we're going to be in the conversation all the time about who's the best and what we can do and see what we can do year in and year out. Absolutely. Uh, it all starts this Friday. Uh, tell us about your maroon and gold meet. I understand it'll be a pentathlon uh, type event. Yeah, it'll be great. It's, it's a lot of fun because everybody on the team swims five events. They swim 100 of each of the strokes and 100 individual medley. So wow. they're all relatively short events, but it's fun. It'll go by quickly. 
And they'll have to kind of not only show some speed, but some endurance to be able to do all of those within an hour and a half. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Lastly, a full disclosure, our show producer, our dear friend, Doug Tamro, a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, wanted me to ask you about the Steelers' four-game winning streak over your favorite team, Bob Bowman, the Baltimore Ravens. But my feeling is since the Steelers lost Sunday, I don't think Doug has the right to gloat, does he? I agree with that. You know, it's all that's all in the past. I'm all about the future. Let's see what happens in a couple weeks. There you go. Looking forward indeed. Hey, great catching up with you, Bob. Best of luck to you and your teams this season. It's going to be a great one, me thinks. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me. That's Sun Devil Head Swimming Coach Bob Bowman, our guest this week on the Anderson Healy Show. One of Arizona State's all-time great swimmers will be among seven former Sun Devil student-athletes who next month will be inducted into the ASU Sports Hall of Fame. And coming up, we'll catch up with soon-to-be Hall of Famer Caitlin Andrew. But first, these messages. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone. No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly. We welcome you back to the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, alongside of Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. We're here every week to bring you the latest news in Sun Devil athletics, and we hope you'll make plans to join us each week during the course of the school year. Well, she was a nine-time All-American swimmer at Arizona State from 2004 to 2008, earning four of those All-American honors in the 100 Butterfly which is one of five events in which she set ASU records during the course of her career in Tempe. The other records she held during her time in maroon and gold were in the 50 and 100 freestyle and the 100 and 200 backstroke. In 2005, she won the Pac-10 championship 
in the 100-meter butterfly, and the following year she finished second nationally in that event. Early next month, San Antonio, Texas native Caitlin Andrew will be one of seven former Sun Devil student-athletes who will be inducted into the ASU Sports Hall of Fame, and Caitlin joins us this week here on the Anderson Healy Show, and honored to have you, Caitlin. How are you doing? Uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm doing well. I would say so. Uh, I'm always interested uh, when we talk with uh, former student athletes who have the honor of being inducted into the school's Hall of Fame, uh, what their reactions were. How did you find out the news and how did you react when you got the news? Um, well, uh, Gene Boyd called me and uh, obviously it was an unknown number and I know we all get those scam calls these days, but <laughs> I decided to answer it anyway and I I was floored. I um, was in my car, you know, hands-free driving, but I immediately pulled over and I was like, I'm sorry, who are you? What do you want with me again? Like I was so humbled to hear that I was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then um, Jean also shared with me the other inductees or the rest of the class. And I am just, you know, shocked and in awe that I'm going to be a part of that class. I do remember several of those athletes very well. So, Indeed. We'll ask you about that in a minute. But boy, in in that a sign of the times, you might have missed one of the most important calls in your life because you thought it was a spam call. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a great story. Hey, I want to ask you, what kind of memories did you take away from your four years here at Arizona State? Uh, so many. First, like the one of the main reasons why I picked the school to begin with was for the weather. I know a lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about how hot it is in Arizona, but I loved the weather year round. It was great. Um, and that's what got me out there. And then I fell in love with the campus and I fell in love with the team. We had such a great group of individuals i um, was very fortunate to work you know compete with and swim and practice with day in and day out with people from all over the country which i thought was really incredible um and then also individuals from across the world so having teammates that were from you know vastly different backgrounds from me it i felt like just made the whole experience that much better refresh our memories who were some of the teammates that you had that were really special with whom you got close and who were some of the top performers with you on those sun double teams yeah definitely have some close friends from back in the day gosh makes me feel old saying that um jen Betber- jen beckberger uh, obviously she's married now but she's from canada and um she was you know ride or die on all the relays with me um lindsey brown uh, she also was on all the relays, Brent Freestyler, um, and those two. And then a girl that was two years older than me, Abra, she was just a beautiful individual inside and out. And I actually had the opportunity to live with her for over a year. We uh, were roommates in an apartment together. That was really cool. Indeed. Now, I outlined some of your many accomplishments from your time at Arizona State. Caitlin, which of your achievements are the most meaningful for you as you reflect back on your career here? Oh, I, um, you know, obviously I was talking with my mom earlier this week, you know, getting ready for the trip out to Arizona. And she was like, yeah, you know, Pac-10s, you know, back in the day, Pac-10, your freshman year, you won. And I, looking back, I didn't comprehend the magnitude of that race. I was a freshman, 
You know, I was just excited to be anywhere doing anything at that point. Um, it was my first conference meet um, and winning that event. I don't, I like did not, I think for years comprehend how meaningful that was, especially the individuals that I swam against um, in that final heat. Um, you know, looking back and talking with others, they're like, Caitlin, you do realize what you just accomplished. And I had to like, you know, let it sink in for much longer than you would have thought. So that is um, definitely a very memorable one. Um, I think some of the, my most fond memories are um, all the cool places we got to travel. Like we were a team, so we traveled everywhere together. Um, we went to Minnesota in February one year, and I just remember how cold it was <laughs> in Minnesota. And we were staying in a hotel that was, you know, directly across from the pool. And we would just walk back and forth. But our hair would freeze from the pool to the hotel. Wow. So I understand that that's, like, not a swimming accomplishment. But, you know, being with my teammates and just those, it was just so different from, you know, life in Arizona or Texas. Well, that's one of the memories, I think, in talking to student athletes through the years, you know, asking them to reflect back. They don't remember games or outcomes or results. I think what they remember most are the relationships and the camaraderie with uh, their student their fellow student athletes, their coaches, trainers, people in the program. Yeah, def definitely. For sure. Now, you were also an outstanding student during your time here. You earned Pac-12 and District 8 all academic honors over the course of your career as a biology major at ASU. Yeah. And that's always a challenge for student athletes, balancing and managing your time. Uh, so you have to devote enough time to schoolwork while they're devoting the requisite time to your training and competition as well. What were the big challenges you remember uh, dealing with in that vein? You obviously dealt with them very successfully. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, being a biology major, um, you know, at least the, my last two years of school, a lot of it were labs and labs are, you know, three hours and they're usually only offered once, maybe twice a week. So just the scheduling of trying to get my classes around practice schedule um, and they coaches always offer times, you know, outside of our normal practices to like, you know, get your get your workout in for that day. But I have known you never have a good workout by yourself as you do with the team. And so I um, ended up picking classes, not necessarily what was going to be something that I was like super interested in. It was still biology and it still went towards my degree, but it fit around the practice schedule better. Um, mm -hmm. So that kind of broadened my horizon. And I did take quite a few classes that maybe weren't my first choice and were maybe a little bit harder than I would have liked. But um, <laughs> obviously I managed to get through them. Um, and then trying that balance, I don't think I knew that I was balancing because it was swimming and then school and swimming and then studying. And so I didn't have time to like, oh, well, yeah, I'll get to that later. Like there was no later. Like you, you had to do it then because there was no other time to do it because you were probably swimming or traveling or um, something else involving swimming, you know, uh, weightlifting or something. So um, it wasn't until much later that I realized that normal students have trouble balancing, but I didn't have to balance because there were no other options. There you go. Now, you touched on this a moment ago, but you're entering the Hall of Fame, and you will next month, in a very distinguished class that includes football superstar Terrell Suggs, 
track and field throwing champions Ryan Whiting and Jessica Presley, 2011 NCAA 125-pound wrestling champion Anthony Robles, women's basketball star Breon January, and golf All-American Anna Nordqvist. Uh, what do you know about your fellow inductees and the feeling that you get entering the hall in such distinguished company? Um, well, the first person that jumps out is Ryan Whiting, because he actually ended up marrying a swimmer that was only a year younger than me. So he married Ashley, who I swam with. Um, and so the second that I heard that Ryan was being inducted, I obviously am very well aware of his career and to have definitely followed him over the years through social media. But then I was like, and Ashley, too. Like, so I'm excited <laughs> to see her. And um, obviously, Ryan is very well deserving. Um I remember or the wrestler from college, like to be living in my own like swimming world and everything involved with school, but then to also be aware of these other amazing athletes. Like even now, I was like, yes, I remember him. Um, the track, the other track and field um, individual, I remember seeing her on campus. I remember seeing her um, around our athletic building. So it's, like kind of come full circle like you know how young we were back in the day doing you know what we did and here we are however many years later it's crazy it sure is but uh, it is a tremendous class and uh, we should also mention that in addition to the seven student athletes there will be two very distinguished inductees into the uh, hall of distinction which uh, honors uh, former coaches and administrators at arizona state one of the all-time great sun devils don Bakke. Uh, former football coach and longtime ASU athletics administrator, just retired a year ago. He will go into the Hall of Distinction, as will legendary longtime former Sun Devil women's basketball coach Charlie Turner Thorne, who retired just last March uh, after her 25th season as ASU women's basketball coach. So you put it in that perspective, Caitlin, uh, you're, you're part of a very, very distinguished group of people. Yeah, which makes me even more humbled that I was selected to be included in this group, which still every time, you know, people go through the list, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how how am I in this like level with these people? It's crazy. I was curious to get your thoughts on the state of uh, this current Sun Devil swimming and diving program. I don't know how much you follow them. Uh, now it's been about a decade and a half since you competed here, but under the direction of former U.S. Olympic coach Bob Bowman, the Sun Devil uh, swimming programs are really on the uptick. In fact, the men finished sixth in the nation last year, their highest finish in 40 years. And we just had Bob as a guest on our show right in the segment before yours. And he's very optimistic about the improvement he thinks his women's swimming team can uh, demonstrate as well. I'm wondering, do you, are you able to follow? And uh, if so, your thoughts on the current state of Sun Devil swimming and diving? Yeah, so um, obviously I did not swim for Bob, um, but I am very aware of who he is and his reputation and all the things that he's accomplished through his career. So, you know, however many years ago when he came out to ASU, I was kind of sad that I missed out on having him as a coach because I, you know, obviously he's done great things, but then it just made my heart happy that ASU was gaining, you know, another a new Sun Devil that was going to bring so much to the program. Um, I'm not going to lie. The second that I heard he was going there, I immediately thought of all my records because he's going to bring in such great talent and he has brought in such great talent. And I no longer have some of those records anymore because of the amazing <laughs> athletes that have come there and trained with him. So 
Um, I mean, I'm very happy for them. And I obviously understand and, and comprehend the amount of work and training that is required to swim those times. So um, they are all well deserved. But it's like I said, I'm just sad that I, you know, didn't get the opportunity to swim for him. But it's so great to have him as a part of our Sun Devil family now. It sure is. Uh, tell us how your life's going these days. You're back home in your native San Antonio. Uh, and I understand you have a job there, which your swimming background comes in rather handy, huh? It does. Um, you could say that my uh, swimming skills actually got me this job. So I work for a marine life park here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and it was the first job that I applied for and that I got after I graduated college. So I'm in my 13th year working for this company and it's you know ever since i growing up here i've been visiting this park since i was a little girl my mom would take my mom my brother and i um so that we would run around and get tired basically is why we would go um but she loved the animals i fell in love with the animals i've had the opportunity to work with several species of whales and dolphins and um before i was even given an interview you had to pass a swim test first and that's why I say swimming got the job. <laughs> Prior to um, working here, all my other experience had been something related to swimming, whether it was a swim coach, a swim lesson instructor, a swim camp counselor. So that really didn't have much to do with uh, caring for animals. Uh, but like I said, that swim test came first. I passed it with flying colors. <laughs> I bet. Um, so uh, they, you know, and then in the interview, they asked me, do you have any animal experience? I said, no, but um, obviously I can swim really well. And I um, am, have a lot of experience in a team atmosphere. Um, being a colli collegiate level athlete brings a whole lot to the table. And they definitely um, appreciated that. And I guess liked me enough to hire me. And here I am. <laughs> 13 years later. That's awesome. Uh, it's great to see that your life's in a great place. Always great to see former Sun Devils succeeding out in the world after they leave Arizona State. And Caitlin, congratulations on your upcoming induction into the Hall of Fame. It's going to be my honor to emcee the ceremony on uh, Friday, October 7th. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there in, in person. And thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to meeting you in person in October. Looking forward to it as well. Arizona State swimming great and soon to be ASU Sports Hall of Famer Caitlin Andrew, our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for our final segment of this week's show in a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing all top teams have in common... It's consistent performance, and that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils. 
Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletic. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. We are nearing the finish line of this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. And Ray and I are glad you joined us this week. Ray rejoins me now on the show. And uh, the first thing we're going to talk about in this final segment, Sun Devil Women's Soccer, which is back in business after a brief pause for the program due to uh, COVID-19 issues within the Sun Devil soccer program. And I'll tell you what, superstar Nicole Douglas picked up right where she left off. Arizona State's all-time leading goal scorer found the net four times in two games last week. Both of them wins, both of them, interestingly, five to nothing wins over Grambling State and Toledo. And as a result, Nicole was named this week as the Pac-12's Offensive Player of the Week in women's soccer. Uh, she tied the ASU single-game record with three goals in the 5 to nothing win over Grambling State on September 14th and then added another goal uh, on uh, four days later in a, a victory over Toledo by that same 5 to nothing score. So, Ray, if you're keeping score at home, and hopefully our fans are, Nicole Douglas now has 55 career goals, 129 career points, both Arizona State program records. Uh, and Nicole has just been phenomenal. Uh, and we had talked a week or so ago, Tim. It was just a matter of time. Uh, but she went out and did it, <laughs> I think, in one weekend in terms of getting enough goals, the additional four, to uh, take take the record uh, in addition to points. So just a phenomenal uh, uh, performer, perf- uh, a really lovely uh, and smart student athlete. Uh, a, a real role model for us. So, you know, congratulations to Nicole, uh, Nicole, Pac-12 Offensive Player uh, of the Week. You know, I call it a National Player of the Week, the way she has uh, performed. So uh, kudos to her. She's off to a fantastic start this year. A couple of other Nicole tidbits for you. She's currently fourth in the nation this season with her nine goals already. She is sixth nationally with her 19 points scored. And she has now scored goals in five consecutive games for the Sun Devils. And she'll try to keep that streak going when Arizona State opens Pac-12 play this Friday, September 23rd, when the Sun Devils travel to Boulder to take on the Colorado Buffaloes. One other soccer note to pass on, the Sun Devils were without their head coach, Graham Winkworth, in this past Sunday's 5 to nothing win over Toledo. Graham, uh, Grant, uh, Graham was ill and unable to coach the team. Assistants Joe Chubb and Ross Alexander, though, filled in very capably in guiding the Sun Devils to their win. Ray, do you have any update on how Graham Winkworth is doing? Graham's doing fine. Uh, uh, he was on a uh, Zoom with us today, and uh, he, he said he felt like he'd gotten a little beat up. <laughs> he, but uh, he is home, doing well, uh, back out on the, the, the pitch uh, in great spirits. Uh, and I think he's going to be just fine, Tim. Is it your anticipation he'll be able to travel to Colorado with the team this weekend? 
You know, we haven't talked about that. I, I don't have an answer for that question, but uh, like we do with all the things, we'll, we'll, we'll be cautious uh, and protect him. You know how they all want to be there because uh, mm-hmm. they want to be uh, on duty with their teams, but we'll be uh, chatting with him about what's best for his health uh, before he, he, he determines he's going on that trip, Tim. Thank you for asking. All righty. Our guest on last week's show, you might recall, was newly hired Arizona State cross-country coach Ryan Godfrey. Well, Ryan's Sun Devil Runners debuted last Saturday at the UC Riverside Invitational in Riverside, California. And the ASU men had a solid showing last Saturday, finishing in eighth place. And veteran Sun Devil runner Vinny Mari was better than solid. Vinny won the men's 8K competition with a time of 23 minutes, 25.7 seconds. Meanwhile, Ray, the Sun Devil women finished 20th with Lina Lebrun posting the highest individual finish, placing 16th. So some impressions of the first weekend of the Ryan Godfrey era. Yeah, very, very positive. I mean, uh, when when your number one male wins the race, uh, I don't know how many people are running, but those are usually some very crowded fields. Uh, And so to come in overall eighth and then have uh, our women come in overall, I think it was 20th, uh, is a good start. Uh, for this program under Coach Godfrey. Next up for cross country, the Dave Murray Invitational, a race run annually down uh, in Tucson, hosted by the University of Arizona. And that will come up on uh, Friday, September 30th. And interestingly, and we talked about this with Ryan last week relative to their schedule, that will be the the, uh, race in Tucson will be the final race for cross country before the Pac-12 championships are contested on October 28th, and they'll be heading back to Riverside, California for the Pac-12s. It was a solid weekend on the links for the ASU men's golf team last week, finishing in fourth place at the Fighting Illini Invitational hosted by the University of Illinois, the event taking place in Olympia Fields, Illinois. Coach Matt Thurman Sun Devils finished 13 shots behind runaway winner Stanford in the event while individually Sun Devil star Riggs Johnston posted a fourth place finish with a five under par 205 three round total as Riggs finished just two shots behind the winner Stanford's a terrific All-American Michael Thor Bjornsson. Uh, Ray in the second round of the tournament last weekend Riggs Johnston shot a 64 and that equaled the lowest round shot by any golfer in that event uh, the Fighting Illini Invitational last week. Yeah, that's quite a weekend for Riggs, fourth overall with the uh, team finishing fourth as well. Uh, But a 64 uh, uh, in that competition is is quite impressive. So, uh, yeah, Riggs can play a little bit, Tim. And uh, I know Coach uh, Thurman has got this team uh, teed up, no pun intended, and and ready for a a really terrific uh, overall season. Looking forward to it. And they'll tee it up again fairly soon as men's golf will be heading to Fort Worth, Texas for the Colonial Collegiate Tournament that'll start on Monday, October 3rd. The Arizona State women's golf team was in action early last week and posted an eighth place finish at the Annika Intercollegiate event in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. The Sun Devils were 12 over par for the tournament, a tournament that was won by Wake Forest University. Arizona State's top individual finishers were Callan Rossholt and Ashley Many, both of them tying for 19th place, Ray, with uh, three round or three over par, 219 totals. Yes, uh, Missy K. Farr, she's going to have uh, another uh, strong team. 
uh, you love these fall tournaments, uh, Tim, to get out there and really see where you're at uh, before you get into the uh, uh, the actual Pac-12 season coming up. Uh, but Missy, Matt, uh, our men's and women's golf programs, respectively, uh, are strong. Uh, they uh, have every expectation of performing at the highest level. Uh, and I think you see the early signs that for this season, that's going to happen. The Sun Devil women, like the men, will hit the links again on Monday, October 3rd, as the uh, Sun Devil women of Coach Missy Farquay will be playing at the Windy City Classic in Wilmette, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Well, past the halfway point of its five-week odyssey, five straight weekends playing matches away from home, the Sun Devil volleyball team uh, going one and two last week at the Red Raider Classic in Lubbock, Texas. Coach Sonia Tomasevich's team lost matches to SMU and to the host Texas Tech Red Raiders before defeating Oral Roberts 3-1 to in the final match of the weekend. Sun Devil Iman Isanovich, another mention for her on the Anderson Healy Show. She was named to the all-tournament team in Lubbock, Ray, as uh, Iman recorded double-doubles, uh, double-digit totals in kills and digs in all three matches last weekend. Yes, Iman's a, uh, a special uh, student-athlete, as we know, uh, academically, uh, political science major, I think 4.0, and then she goes out and just continues to excel as a terrific uh, volleyball player. So uh, the team is, you know, running the gauntlet with all these away uh, meets and matches, Tim, but that's what we desired, and that's what Sonia wanted to really make sure the competition was stiff and very frankly, that we were playing a competition that at the end of the season might get us better consideration for postseason play. So uh, a strategic uh, uh, gauntlet, uh, and we'll be fine. We get and into this week. We'll, this will be, yeah, yeah, this I'm week sorry. will be, vo- I'm sorry, this will be volleyball's fourth straight week on the road, Ray. And what a way to continue on the road. Conference play starts and conference play opens. Where else? Tucson, Arizona. Then Wednesday night, by the time fans watch this, the result will probably be in as ASU opens conference play with its territorial matchup against the University of Arizona. And then we'll head to Colorado for a match against the Buffaloes this coming Sunday at 12 noon. Uh, the first, uh, the next time they'll be home will be October 7th, I believe. But uh, quite a stretch on the road for volleyball. Quite a stretch on the road. And so the first two conference uh, matches uh, uh, away. Uh, so when they come back home, boy, they'll be warmly welcomed, Tim, uh, and I'm sure they will appreciate uh, being in their own venue. They'll be welcomed and they'll be battle-tested for sure. On that note, we bring down the curtain on this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show. We thank you for joining us and thank yous before we leave. Thanks to our new show producer, Arizona State Senior Associate Athletic Director Doug Tamaro for his help. Thanks also to Griff uh, Fabitz from ASU Media Relations for his assistance this week as well. We also want to thank our engineer producer, Sean Crespin of the Sun Devil Radio Network, and our show scheduler, Kim Nelson from Sun Devil Athletics, for their assistance as well. Ray and I will return next week with another installment of the Anderson Healy Show. We hope you'll make plans to give us a watch and give us a listen. Ray, great to visit with you. I hope you have a good week. Thanks, Tim. Likewise, and we'll see uh, hopefully a whole bunch of folks out here for the Saturday night matchup with Utah. In the meantime, go Devils.
Go Devils! Till next time, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us on The Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to The Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off-duty, off-line, out-of-office, a cracked course Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-to-5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, celebrate responsibly. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Vibe check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. The party after the after party. Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex. No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C. Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Wilson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer.